bonus stuff here. I wanted to bring in uh, Stefan and Jesse, your individual podcast that you're not on, uh, you know, when you're not talking to me. Um, you know, first off, I have to ask you, like, so part of uh, part of the contract in coming on here is that you have to listen to every episode of my podcast and also the bonus episodes. Yeah, so I'm like, caught up. Uh, yeah, so what's your uh, what's your favorite part of the show? Like, uh, what's what like just like. You know, classic thing. Maybe we can, you know, we can even do something with it. What's like? What's your favorite no cartridge moment? Uh, I would probably say mine and Jesse's appearance on the show. Wow, good one. <laughs> that's a that's a really good one. Uh, you okay, know, well, classic. It's, it's Steph. Steph and I have to say took mine, but uh, but uh, but uh, one of my favorite ones is um, I was looking for something upstairs uh, in my house earlier, and that's not just a subtle brag that I do have an upstairs, but I will say oh, that I do have an upstairs. Of course, um, Rockefeller. <laughs> I was listening. I was listening to some of the bonus material, and um, and then some heavy metal music played in my ear uh, <laughs> while I was uh, I was listening to your dulcet tones, and it went right into some uh, some uh, I don't know I don't know a lot about music, but the, it was uh, it was some it was some pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. So I put I put I some like, heavy stuff on the latest Patreon the latest Patreon episode. You're right. That probably was good. It's. <laughs> Well, no, those are those are both really good ones, and I appreciate uh, I appreciate you both giving serious answers instead of telling me just to shut up. Uh, uh, I definitely set you up unfairly there. Um, but uh, so, in 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 honor of both of your podcasts, I wanted to do something that I I thought might make sense. Now, Real Good Show is less, um, and maybe maybe this is my memory playing tricks on me, Stefan. But Real Good Show is less. Uh, sort of like structured into like game show style segments as YKS is. Am I, am I right or wrong in saying that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's structured to an extent, um, but it's generally just what are we talking about this week? Okay. And yeah. We, we kind of like bookend it with segments. Okay. It's not as, it's definitely not as structured as, as YKS. Well then let me ask you, I, I, I'm really interested and in, like, I can't get a lot of people on who, um, actually like sports because, uh, most of them don't really like video games. Like a lot of people who like wrestling like video games, but uh, yeah. Uh, so I get people on to talk wrestling, but any other sport, it seems like um, they mostly enjoy sports and not video games. Uh, so I couldn't, I couldn't help but ask you, what is, uh, what's your sort of favorite sports video game, either franchise, game, mashup moment? Uh, how? What's your? What's what's the best? It's that's tough. I mean, I I really like uh, as a Canadian, I, I I have to say uh, hockey video games. Sure. Although I wasn't gonna um, I wasn't gonna stereotype you, but I I, I kind of <laughs> thought that might be the case. Uh, it's not. I wouldn't say it's my favorite um, because I think EA, like I'll my big complaint with uh, with the NHL series is that uh, for about ten years now, uh, maybe less. But you haven't, if you you know, you can do like a franchise mode or like a dynasty mode in, in sports video games, mm-hmm. um, where you you're like the manager of a team and everything. Uh, in the NHL series, uh, for some reason, y- you can't edit your team's lines in the off season. Oh, um, and you can't uh, you can't like so so you can't be like okay, I'm going to sign these free agents and make these trades, and this is what my lines are going to look like. Like there's no, and I. I've talked about this before on, on RGS and I get really mad about it, but it's like, it's a pretty easy fix. And like, it just seems like they don't care because it's the only game in town. There's no other NHL games. Oh, that's really irritating. Um, it's, it's one of those little things that like, it, it doesn't really matter in the long run, but it means you have to like write down the lines on like paper. 
uh, which I do. Um, <laughs> and now, I, I, Stefan, not to interrupt, but I believe he asked for uh, one of your favorite uh, games. And yeah. It seems you've uh, taken the opportunity to list your grievances. That's the most gamer response you could give. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll probably, currently right now, I would say in terms of sports games, uh, FIFA. I okay. really, I really, really like the FIFA games. And that's uh, to what we said on, on, the, on the episode was uh, it's like a very good couch multiplayer game too. Um, all time, I probably would have to say uh, NFL 2K5. Oh, it's a classic. Or uh, or M- MVP Baseball, like 2003, mm-hmm. 2004, thereabouts. Those were two very good games. So, do you, as as a Canadian, um, yeah, as, as one of uh, you, you, and you're not the first Canadian to be on the show. So, like, we we are <laughs> we are Canada friendly. Um, we don't, you know, we're an American show, so of course not that friendly. Uh, yeah, to Canadians. <laughs> Here and there. Uh, I mean, I, I live in the States now. So oh, okay. Well, I'm like, sorry. Then did, yeah. uh, I thought you were in Vancouver for some reason. I'm sorry. Um, oh, no, it's okay. I was. I'm, I'm in, uh, I live with, uh, like I said, Rob Wisman in LA. We're living up in, a, in like a Hollywood mansion. Wow. Wow. You guys, you guys breaking into the scene? Are you doing like a TV show? Uh, not quite. We're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're writing like web series things. Oh, okay. But, uh, I, uh, I I feel as though like the web is like that's the future of TV. That's the it, it's it's not the it's not the silver <laughs> screen. It's not the small screen. It's like the the trash screen or like the the micro the screen. Cyber the cyber screen. Cyber screen. That's better. Better than trash screen. I'm sorry. That sounded like <laughs> I was really just <laughs> kicking your. No, work. that that's the other name for it. Um, for <laughs> I, sure. I did. I'll I'll reveal. I did. A, I did work on a on a web series once. Um, that was a local a local producer sort of like pet project, um, and I, I don't mean that as a pun. I swear, uh, but it was a show where her dogs starred and they talked, and uh, it was called "It's Todd's Show." Um, and I don't have, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to badmouth her. Though it's the Patreon episode, so I don't think she's going to be listening. Um, <laughs> I don't think she listens to the main episodes. But the uh, I don't have a lot of fond memories. I'll 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 leave it at that. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't a lot of fun working on a web series. I hope yours are more enjoyable. Yeah, it's more like sketches, like one-off oh, sketches. Good, which I good. Think is, yeah, not like not like the story of a gay dog or something like that. No, that sounds awesome. It's yeah. it was you yeah. sold it pretty well there. They didn't. They didn't. You know, I said it. I said in meetings, and like this was, you know, I, I was familiar with like uh, with something awful. I, I knew how the internet worked. Um, I said in meetings that we needed to get edgier, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't hear of it. So you know. I mean, if you if you just led with just the, the gay dog, yeah. I mean, that's that sells itself. We could have been viral. Yeah, it would. Yeah, you know. Not that I Live not that learn. I think about it every day or hold a hold a grudge or anything like that. <laughs> um, but uh, what's uh, so like as a as a former Canadian then? Because uh, I I assume you had to revoke your citizenship. Um, yeah. The uh, what's what's sort of like. Do you find that hockey experiences in in games? So you mentioned you mentioned hockey, and I think you know I don't know. I would say it's a stereotype, but it, it genuinely seems to be true that Canadians just kind of appreciate hockey on a more sort of elemental level than Americans do. Um, I would say that's true because uh, it's like in America you have there's a lot of choices. Mm, yeah. There's a lot of different sports you can play, and in Canada. Not in Vancouver, but in other parts of Canada, hockey is like the only thing you can play okay. for like six months of the year. Okay. Um, 
So do you find that NHL games or yeah, I guess NHL games would be would be the, it. They don't really do like uh, Russian league simulators or at least not major ones. Uh, or well, they, no, the NHL ones have they have like the Russian leagues and wow. they have all the minor leagues and cool. the European leagues. That's pretty yeah. neat actually. I didn't I didn't realize they yeah. went that far. I mean, I guess that sort of answers my question, but I'm I'm interested in hearing you say more. Do you feel like it's do you feel like it's Americanized or do you feel like they actually sort of get the flavor of hockey correct? They I'd say they definitely do. It's, it's so um it's EA Sports based out of uh, Burnaby, British Columbia, which is right next to Vancouver. Okay. And that's where they make the NHL series. Uh, and they bring a lot of the hockey players in for it. Um, it's very, like, it's very based in, like, Canadian hockey culture. Okay. Um, and I, I would say, like, it's, it's, it's the only game in town, too, right? Like, it, it is the only hockey game. But they, it's made by Canadians, and it's made mostly for Canadians, Interesting. Too. I, I don't think that many Americans... Uh, Play it. Like oh, I okay. Jesse, I don't think Jesse plays it. Jesse, do you play NHL? Uh, I have very fond memories of like Wayne Gretzky '99 on the N64, but I would say beyond that, no, it remains mostly shrouded in mystery. Mm. <laughs> and you, you do play hockey professionally, though. You play for the Preds. Uh, yeah, at this point, you know, it's just I leave it all on the ice. So, <laughs> Jesse, as everyone knows, Jesse Ferrar, um, first line defenseman. Uh, blue line defenseman for the Nashville Predators. Um, uh, yeah, one of, one of the one of my many hobbies um, <laughs> be playing professional hockey at the highest level. You don't um, even you don't even take a paycheck, right? It's just like just for fun. No, it's sort of a Trump thing, you know. I I don't do it for the money. Um, <laughs> Your paycheck is one dollar. Yeah, I mean it's it, yeah it's ceremonial. Um, <laughs> I'm just there for the uh, for the trophies. Hey, we'll get them next year. That's what I always say. Go Preds. <laughs> um, <That's right. laughs> uh, yeah, I guess like for me, like American hockey or American perspectives of hockey, and like I'm 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 generalizing. Like I know a lot of I know a lot of Flyers fans who actually kind of push against this because of course like the Flyers are sort of emblematic of this. Um, but like I know American hockey, I think is just like so shrouded in like when's the next fight gonna happen. Um, yeah, and I feel like that's probably not how Canadians appreciate the sport. Not as I mean, like a new fan maybe, but um, I think it's it's so ingrained uh, that I mean I, my team is is horrendous. They're really, really the Canucks. They're yeah. very very bad. Um, and uh, I had season tickets uh, with my dad. Oh sweet. We'd go to most of the games, and it was. Uh, it was miserable. Like it, it was just, it was just a horrible experience. Like it was great being with my, spending time with my dad and everything. Uh, <laughs> but it was mostly just us like making fun. Like it was, it was rough. Yeah. Uh, and there wasn't, there wasn't much fighting. But you go just because it's, it's hockey. It's hockey. It's, it's fun to watch. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, I'll, I'll, I won't, I won't, you know, grill you anymore. But do you think the, uh, do you think the Canucks are going to win the cup in the next ten years? Uh, no, there's no, there's no fucking way. <laughs> Is there anyone they out there make, that's good or? I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs for at least uh, uh, three more seasons. Wow, I would say. It, and that's that's being generous. And in the NHL, that's kind of that's kind of shocking. Um, they have a fairly generous. Yeah, because like more than half the teams in the league make the playoffs. Yeah. So. I uh, I always found NHL playoffs to be baffling, uh, mostly because I don't I don't, I've never really understood how to watch hockey on TV. I do like it when I go to games. Um, I can follow the action a lot better, but on TV I can't. Um, yeah, you have to get you have to get used to watching it on TV. It's very different from from watching it live. Yeah, but uh, I, I, the hockey playoffs always confuse me because it's like they'll start, they'll be like, okay, it's playoff season, 
and it'll be like two and a half months of playoffs. Yeah, it's it's too long for sure, but um, it is it is nice to be able to like playoff hockey is is the best uh, playoff sport. Yeah. Although I am a little a little biased. Actually, I I love I'm a baseball guy. Um, I I really like baseball a lot, and I I you know probably root the hardest for football or American football, but like the I, the playoff hockey I've actually like sat down and watched has been the most tense and enjoyable um, playoff yeah. sport I've ever watched. So I'm I'm with you on that. It's really it is like kind of special, kind of different. Um, cool man. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry for not pulling a specific segment from RGS, but I needed to. I needed to. Take no, this no, oppor- okay. I needed to take this opportunity to ask a Canadian sports fan um, some questions. Uh, in the that world. was that. That was an RGS sort of uh, uh, talk oh, there. Good, I would good. Say. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I caught the spirit. I was. I was a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jesse, I. Um, can you? Uh, I know that you're really good at this, and you have like a. a, a thing written out and you just like you go to it every time can you explain uh what the six pack is on your show <laughs> just use the written copy you use every show okay sure so it's going to sound a little bit rote uh since i'm not going to be improving it um yeah so the so the six pack is something uh that we do on the show every single time uh without fail where we take a, a number of kickstarters from kickstarter.com and that number of them is six um, and the interesting thing about six is it's the number of beers that are in a six pack of beers. Um, and that sort of serves as the inspiration uh, behind the segment uh, because um, I was drinking a six pack of beer uh, when I decided to do it. So uh, that's sort of a peek behind the curtain a little bit as to what we were thinking when we came up with the six pack, um, our, the most famous your Kickstarter sucks segment of all time. <laughs> All right, um, and and the six pack I like as a segment because basically it's just the show. Um, that's all the show is, pretty much. But, yeah, but you, you gave it a name. Um, <laughs> so I I I'm I'm popping off a beer um, and handing it over to you. I sent you a link right. uh, to this Kickstarter called. Um, it's very very uh, very suggestive, very spooky. Uh, it is called Memoirs of Insanity: The Game. Um, and I'm interested in oh your boy. take on this. Uh, what 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 do you notice about it? What what sort of piquing your interest as a as a um, I, I picked this largely at random. Um, you know, it, well, I'll well, let you go for it. G- gaming on Kickstarter is a fertile ground. Um, <laughs> you're gonna find a lot of games on there, and I think it's because. Um, I mean, just for one thing, the type of person who's going to know about Kickstarter is probably also going to know about other computer things like games, right? So that sort of makes a certain amount of sense uh, that they would be cognizant of this this market um, for, for their ideas. Uh, but at the same time, I think also it speaks to um, maybe the layman's understanding of games which is that, uh, well, you know, I could put some uh, dialogue in here or I can move some code around there and, you know, I'll have a, a competent and popular game, um, which is maybe, uh, I, I don't want to step out on a limb, but I think maybe gamers are susceptible to that thought process. I think you might be right. More than the average person, right? <laughs> you know, like someone who 
uh, maybe gaming is not their hobby, you wouldn't walk down the street and be like, well, look at that building. I could fucking build that. Like, you just put a bunch of squares on top of each other, bing, bang, boom. <laughs> you know, you, you got yourself a nice little office building. I feel like the only people uh, more prone to it are podcasters. Now, that's for sure true. But in the, in, but in their case, they're generally right. Yeah, they're um, all right. Um, <laughs> they make great podcasts. <laughs> so, I mean, with this one, the first thing I would probably say is, well, look, they want so far they've gotten $53.35. And then I would get an email in a couple of days that said, well, uh, hey, you know, they do the currency conversion because it's uh, over in the United Kingdom. Um, and then I'll write an email back to that guy and say, yeah, I know, but what do you want me to do? Like, do you want me to say the pounds or do you want me to say the dollars? Like, are we really having this argument over email right now? Um, it's nice that you email back. <laughs> it's nice that you email Stefan back like that. <laughs> There's a long tradition of me telling Stefan to go fuck himself uh, whenever he asks for questions on Twitter. So I feel like it's only... It's, it's, it's turnabout is fair play when it comes to emailing him back when he has corrections on my show. Um <laughs> God, you know, this is so emblematic of exactly what people do on here, which is uh, it's not enough to have one idea or make one game or one project or whatever. It's always like the start of an epic tale. And <laughs> even though this one seems like sort of a ripoff of the Joker, you know, um, and maybe, hey, maybe this is the pilot. I guess they announced today they're going to do a Joker movie. Oh, really? Are they bringing back that Heath Ledger guy? He was really good in uh, Dark Knight. Yeah, I don't think they could get him for some reason. I'm not sure. <laughs> he, wasn't, drag. he wasn't picking up his phone. Um, but this one seems uh, like it's, it's sort of uh, like out of time almost, like very early 2000s, like 13 Ghosts type of understanding, like the very first uh, Fear game or Silent Hill or something like that, like yeah. a very uh, understated horror. Um, but, of course, it's only the first book. You know, it's only the first book of the Insanity series, dude. Uh, but it says it's based on Memoirs of Insanity, which uh, I guess is a book we're supposed to know. It, it strikes what me it that is. It strikes me that it's probably. I guess Memoirs of Insanity is the first book. Is that this game is based on Memoirs of Insanity? This is the first book of the Insanity series, as the story contained inside is the beginning. So uh, you can you can try to parse that if you want. I think it's, I think it's nice of them to uh, lay out why um, a thing is the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you go and look back at the, this fella's previous Kickstarters, which is another mm, like I'm doing the Italian pizza chef face <laughs> for this feature on Kickstarter, where you can go see what they've um what they've backed and what they've created in their history or whatever and it stays up there forever even if they delete their account uh, um they have uh he has on here the insanity series books that he tried to get off the ground as well how they do so he uh well he wanted he wanted 35,000 british pounds wow uh, which it doesn't have the conversion on here but i'm thinking that's a lot of money even in dollars well, uh, 53, so... 35. Yeah, so... so, so well, like 31,000. Yeah, $31,000, uh, according to this, is 25,000 pounds. So that's quite a lot of money. So it's it's some definite scratch. I mean, it's, it's BMW money that he wanted to uh, write books, which, you know, uh, we're, we're all writing dabblers. You, you kind of got to write something before you get money to write something. 
Not um, me. I got fifty thousand dollars on promise of several articles <laughs> about the Canucks that I just uh, cribbed <laughs> off of Stefan. Oh wow! Well, there's a big market for that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It, it, and and this is the thing I always do, right? Like, so I've clicked on this. I've already made fun of the game, right? I click on the books and it didn't get off the ground. I'm wondering why this guy wants money. And then I scroll down and, and he's in a fucking wheelchair. Oh. And not only that, he's taken his picture in front of a building that says cancer research in the background. <laughs> and I don't even, he doesn't. I really set like, you up on this one. He doesn't have cancer. He just was like in front of the cancer thing. So mm. it's like I'm doing double duty here. I'm putting my foot in my mouth, but that's what the show is, is finding out like, uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be a scam. It can be just a bad idea. And the great thing about bad ideas is everyone can have them and uh, even people in wheelchairs. And uh, so uh, this is this is one of them. And he got 135 pounds, so it didn't work out uh, to write the about. Now, but now he wants to make a game based on the book. And it kind of seems like maybe you should write the book first. Like, uh, uh, yeah, if, if that one's not so really the, ga- the game is based on a book that doesn't exist. The book may exist, but it was not crowdfunded. I don't know right. what the book exists. Um, Do you guys remember that band, um, Power Man 5000? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. What, are you, what are you kidding? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I mean... You guys know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame bound Power Man 5000, right? Yeah, they're the course, Kurt yeah. Schilling of rock music, of course. <laughs> um, they, uh, I remember watching a thing where they, they talked about like the origin of their band. Like they have that, I remember in their like single, they had someone reading from a text that like sounded like some sort of old like 1950s futurist text. And their claim was that they found this book in like a bin somewhere in a, in a, a used bookstore. And uh, they they transcribed it or whatever, and they since have lost it, and apparently it's they've never found another copy. So like I, I think the implication was it was from the future or some like arcane book or something. I remember oh, telling damn. that telling that to my dad and being like, "This is crazy." And he's like, "That book doesn't exist. Like that's not a real book. They're <laughs> lying." Um, and being wow. just shocked that you could do something off of a book that wasn't real. But I guess that's like I guess that's evolved. I, now it's yeah now it's um it's worth uh well it's i guess hypothetically worth uh 25,000 pounds mm. so i guess he so i guess he saw the 35,000 pounds on the book and was like i guess i can make a game for cheaper than a book <laughs> which uh boy you really have to that's some tortured logic but anything's possible man 19 days to go it only takes one that's true i guess i <sighs> I feel bad for this guy because not not for the reasons you listed, but because because um, he seems <laughs> to be living his best life. That's and that's good. Um, but he, you know, it it seems to me that like this Kickstarter suffers from what a lot of video games suffer from, and even big budget ones suffer from, um, which is that it just tries to do too much, um, and it, it, even in doing too much, it's very um, cut and dry or cut and paste. Like, it starts from childhood, there's darkness and self-destruction, there's human blood and tombs, and it just, it feels like you just kind of threw all the the things you'd want from a scary thing in a blender. Um, and it, it kind of sucks, because, like, you think, I know why that happens in big budget games, because, like, they want people to buy it, so they just give them the stuff they already wanted. Um, but you'd think in, like, an indie game or a game on Kickstarter there might be some like real risks taken. It doesn't really feel like there's a lot of risks taken here. 
Yeah, people uh, who are not creative love tropes. Mm. I mean, that's that's all it is, right? Like, uh, it's very hard to do something that you've never heard of before, but it's a lot easier to do something that, you know, sort of, uh, like you said, cut and paste. It's taken from something else. And, I mean, just fucking search fidget spinner on there if you don't think that's a problem. <laughs> like, uh, we love seeing somebody else do the thing first uh, and then letting us do it. I mean, that uh, we all have podcasts I and mean, Stefan certainly has been doing his for a lot longer than I have. Yeah, me too. Um, I probably, I probably would not have done it if, if Stefan hadn't done it and proved that it was, it was successful and that, um, somebody who has a short attention span could actually like continue to do it. So, um, so that's, it's a, it's a credit to him and maybe a, a demerit on me, but, um, you know, at a certain point, uh, like several of us are going to get through the green light, right? Mm-hmm. So it's hard to fault somebody for thinking they're going to be one of the ones who gets through the green light. But yeah. uh, I would I would say that the, maybe this particular project uh, is maybe like is like sitting like four or five cars back, probably. I I will just say I'm 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 looking at his bio and it says he's uh, he's an IT consultant uh, who who lost lost the use of his legs. Uh, oh, so he's an IT consultant. Ah, interesting. So, did, you, did you get? I'm just because I guess they sit. They don't really move around very much. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> oh jeez, oh boy. It's waiting for the other shoe to drop on that one, and that was a that was a boot. Wow, Stefan, come on, buddy. <laughs> can we get an can we get an apology to the gamer community? I I'm I'm sorry. I know I I, I shouldn't attack people who sit down a lot. Um, as I I I sit down all day. That's kind of my thing. Like. I used to sit down at home when I worked from home, and now I'm sitting down in an office. God, I'm so glad that you screwed up because I did a racism earlier today, and I felt so bad about it um, that I'm glad I get to see Stefan uh, mess up as well. So it's cool. We're sort of one and one on the day. <laughs> yeah, but mine was mine was like a joke that just kind of went off the rails, and yours was just like a, a slur. Well, we don't have to. This is not. We don't have to. This is not a slur, Jesse. I don't think it's a slur, but. <laughs> I think if we ranked, if we, let me just say this, let me just say this. If we ranked the slurs, I think this slur is like in the top 50, but not in the top 25, if that makes sense. Mm. I think it's well below the acceptable level of slur you can say, like kind of as a goof. This is rough because you're, you're kind of like, you're kind of starting this other discourse where maybe there are slurs that are acceptable. Which I feel oh, like dude, there's so, way more trouble. There's so many of them that are totally acceptable <laughs> that it's just fine. Like 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 honky is a slur. That's acceptable, right? Oh boy. You can say honky on here. Yeah, no, you can say honky, but I, I think people are gonna disagree that it's a slur. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I guess I've got a lot of oh, I've got a lot of praxis to do. Um no, I think yeah. I think like this this one it's interesting. I picked this at random, but this one really shows in all seriousness, this one really shows like what you guys have to balance when you do your show cuz like I'm used to stuff like I'm used to a show sort of like uh Stefan does where like not this show particularly, but in some ways, yeah. Like I've done sports podcasts too and and in a lot of ways is so like zoomed out. Like you can yell all you want about I don't know, like a video game or I can yell all I want about the Phillies or whatever. It's not like they're going to hear about it. Um, but on Kickstarter, you really, it's like really like individual people. Um, mm-hmm. And like in some ways, like 
I hope this guy's project succeeds and I hope he has a lot of success with it. And I hope like he, you know, he does really well. Um, but on the other hand, like, I also don't think it's a great project. Um, so it's like a tough thing to balance. I think it, yeah, I think that if we, if it comes off that we are being mean, then we haven't done a good job of explaining what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, which is in general, criticize the idea that, um, a crowdfunding in general is problematic. It has a lot of issues. Uh, not the least of which is that, um, uh, the accessibility of it means that people who are not equipped to deliver on their promises are very often given, you know, virtually unlimited lines of capital. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the Powerball drawing is tonight. It's, I mean, it's not totally dissimilar from, you know, handing somebody a big fat check and saying, well, do whatever you want with it. Um, uh, no, I screwed up this time. So hopefully it'll double and I'll just, I'll win it, uh, next week. Um, it's probably what I'm, it's <laughs> what I'm planning on. I'll just win it. I'll just win it next time. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of issues with it, but I don't think I want to criticize any one person in particular, unless it's clear that they're trying to scam people. You know, there, there are people on here who create things that are not possible to be created. You know, a, a good example is the lady who wants to buy Twitter for a billion dollars. Like that's just a, I mean, that's just a scam. Yeah. Well, it's also, isn't it Valerie Plame? Right. <laughs> isn't it yeah. also on Indiegogo? Like, Didn't you say that? Or is it, it goes on, on Indiegogo? Indiegogo. Yeah. So Indiegogo, or it, you might be right. It might be go. For, it's one of the ones where she's going to be able to keep the money regardless. <laughs> um, you know, so that's so that's one thing that that we can criticize the person about as opposed to the idea. But in general, yeah, it's it's better to be more macro and say like, uh, well, we we probably don't need another uh, wallet that blocks RFID at this point, right? Like we can probably subsist on the RFID blocking wallets we currently have in the marketplace. <laughs> um, so that's just sort of the, the way we try to look at it. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of these people who make these ideas are iconoclasts and they, uh, they sometimes get criticized and yeah. I will, I will take all the blame for that and saying all the slurs that I say, I, I'm responsible for that. <laughs> so listen to YKS. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, it's it's you know, uh, and I won't I won't keep you guys any longer. But uh, it's it's since starting my Indiegogo, I've gotten no less than three different emails about how I need like this particular like person's help publicizing my Indiegogo or making sure people see it or like oh successful Indiegogos need you know you to pay me money and we only pay on demand like if you if you're successful so give me a call and it's like it's so weird like I undershot my Indiegogo by a lot but like Mm -hmm. that's fine too like I can make the money work that I get whereas I think like what tends to happen is people just like shoot for the moon Um, which seems like a really bad way to do crowdfunding Um, but it seems also like that's what's being encouraged like you see the success stories and you're like well I could do that I want $25,000 and it just yeah who wouldn't right and it just like it just falls flat on its face yeah, we uh, most people don't know what to do with uh, ten thousand dollars at a time cash. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, when Kickstarter gets a cut, it's like there's no. I mean, to most of us, it's one or two dollars at a time. So, what what's the harm? Right. So I don't know, man. It's a fucked up system, but you know what? I'm sure capitalism will figure it out. It always does. <laughs> yeah, it's 
got a pretty good record so far, I think. I'm not really reading into it, but I'm pretty sure it's doing okay. Yeah. And, you know, apropos of nothing, uh, thanks for listening to the Patreon episode uh, brought to you by Patreon, <laughs> the Vancouver Canucks, and your Kickstarter sucks. <laughs> um, well, thanks, you guys. This was this was fun. I, I, I enjoyed yeah, being a, uh, a pseudo guest on both of your podcasts for a second there. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. It was, as always, a delight. Uh, and I'm gonna go apply for that ACX thing. You yeah, go do it. Uh, you should you should uh, just like just like you know punch up the erotica and uh, you know it'll be good. I will read a porno. I don't care. I'll do whatever. It doesn't matter. I, I would. There's there's people who would pay money to listen to you read uh, pornography. I know I I know somebody who writes pornos. So maybe I should, I'll ask her if she wants me to read her pornos. But I'll probably I probably won't say it like that. <laughs> you should pitch it like that. <laughs> Hey, uh. <laughs> yeah, 